Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of I Just Wanna Fucking Know. Oh my goodness, y'all, like it's definitely been a long time. I just want to tell you guys so much, but I want to stay on topic. One of these days, I'm going to like give you guys a life update. Not because y'all give a fuck, but just because it's what I want to give you. Um, to just kind of explain like myself why i've been gone for so long um etc etc so anyway on this episode of i just want to fucking know i'm your host nature valley no special guests um and i just want to talk about being a black woman in america i attempted to do this on my last podcast but it really didn't go well because it was very rushed um I was actually on my way to the airport and so it was just a lot of distraction and just it wasn't it wasn't what I wanted to get out on the table and also my special guest was high so it was just it really wasn't a move (laughs) but um yeah today I want to talk to you about um how it feels to be a black woman in America and of course as always you guys's input is welcomed and all that jazz so here we go first I wanted to start by defining blackness okay um blackness has many connotations but the denotation is literally just a color now connotations the difference between connotations and denotations denotations is like the dictionary definition or whatever connotation has to do with the context of the word um so in america what it means to be black is to be impoverished it means to be undereducated it means to be poisoned literally by your government with the food that they give you the media that they show you the education that they make available to you the neighborhoods that they allow you or not allow you yeah they allot for you I guess it would be a better word um it really means to be a point of Oppression. I don't know. Um, To be black in America is to be oppressed. To be black in America is to not even always be aware of the ways in which you're being oppressed. I have been fortunate to be an old soul, um, which means that I've lived many lives, whatever. We'll go into that a little later. I've lived many lives, though, and I just understand shit on a very deep level. Um, and I really see things from an overarching perspective. I'll try to link the YouTube video of what it means to be an old soul later, but I'll probably do a a podcast on that later as well. Um, fuck around and do more than one podcast today because it's just been way too long. But anyway, yeah, I'll include that link, that link, lol link below, um, But yeah, all that was to say that a lot of the black people in the context of America don't really see how or to what depths we're being oppressed. Um, And I just want to go into that a little bit more. Now, I can't speak on... Hold on. 
sorry, I got interrupted. Um, but I can't speak on what it means to be a black man in America because I would not be seen as a black man in America. And I want to be very particular with my language. I would not be seen as a black man in America. That does not me- mean that I don't identify as a black man in America. I would identify myself more fluidly. I don't really identify most strictly to either gender, but I am g- woman performing, I guess, um... Yeah, I don't know. I can't say female performing because female is a sex and you don't perform a sex, you perform a gender. Anyway, that goes into too much, but I just want to be specific with my language. People would not see me as a black male. They would see me as a black or a black man. They would see me as a black woman in America. So I don't want to speak on that experience. But as a black woman in America, there are obviously stereotypes we get a lot of the stereotype of either a vixen we get a lot of the stereotype of a witch slash bitch I guess I could even distinguish the two we get allotted the stereotype of let's see what else angry okay that goes into the bitch part uh angry black woman which more into like mystical or whatever um and then most recently, we've gotten allotted by our own community as Black Girl Magic. Now, the title Black Girl Magic, I want to go into um, a little more because it's beautiful. It's a beautiful hashtag and all of that junk, but it can really be damaging as well to the Black community because if we're seen as magic, we aren't seen as fully human. Like, it's to it's seen as two distinct things now obviously black girls are magic and those two things are actually synonymous like we are human and we are magic and we are like you know what I mean um but people see that as we're just magic like we're not allowed we're not allotted the space to be more than one thing in the black community at least in the black female community um black woman community I gotta stop saying female um, yeah, we're not allotted that space, um, at all, period, and I really want to speak on, like, our wombs, like, okay, so our wombs are attacked, like, I'm pro-choice, so I don't have a certain feeling on whether or not you should abort or keep your baby or nothing like that I feel like we should all have the choice however I know that there I can't remember where I heard this and so I'm not gonna say I know but I heard that there were and it makes sense like in America like duh there were there are particular placements in the black community for abortion centers um there are particular placements in the black community for like other forms of birth control and to an extent that's a good thing like it's a good thing and it's a bad thing the reason why I say it's a good thing because we honestly a lot of black people cannot afford to have children just because the system is so fucked up and it's fucked up that I should have to even mention that because but it's it's a fact it's something that we all have to recognize um abortion should be a thing because 
why would you want to bring someone into a world where they're going to be treated like shit by the system that they're in and by the people who participate in the system and by people who perpetuate the system unknowingly, i.e. black people, i.e. ignorant, like low class white people, even like upper class white people perpetuate the system. They have to because it's what makes the system work. I guess I should specify what that system is so that we can continue this conversation with more clarity. Um, And I really hope that this podcast isn't all over the place, but it's been a really long time since I've done one. So it's kind of like just getting back in the mode. Excuse me. It's super early. I just wanted to do this because I, I was getting really discouraged that I wasn't doing it. But anyway, the system that I'm referring to is like I mentioned earlier, a system that allots us poor education, a system that allots us malnutrition, a system that literally puts shit in our food to fuck with our hormones. Like you, there are so many overgrown black people in the community. Like, and I don't mean fat black people. Like, that's totally fine. There are some people who genetically are just, you know, fat. And I'm not using fat in a derogatory term. Like, I just have to specify that because a lot of people use fat in a derogatory term. It's just, for me, it's a description. And maybe that's my skinny privilege or whatever. And I do acknowledge that. Um, But I am personally not using the word fat in a derogatory term. I'm using it to distinguish between, like, every other body type. I get called skinny, that would be seen as a derogatory term, and I have taken it that way, but I'm reclaiming it because, fuck it, it's just a bodily description. Um, But anyway, um, yeah, there are a lot of overgrown people, they're putting hormones in our foods, they are putting, like, purposely harmful things in our foods that we ingest, Um, and they only make those foods available to us, they don't, we don't have big grocery stores, like healthy grocery stores in our communities. Period. If you go to any like lower class black neighborhood, you won't see a grocery store with fresh fruits and veggies because they don't allot that to us. They allot us poverty, like I said, they allot us poor nutrition, and the educational systems in our communities are so, 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 so trash. I mean, like. I was in school and for a little while I was doing education. I've changed my major a lot of times. But for a little while I was doing education and I was reading this article and I actually did a paper, excuse me, on like the discrepancy between the education made available in white schools and the education made available in black schools. And it's not something that I mean, maybe norm, like maybe normal people just walk down the street like, huh, there's a discrepancy in black and white schools. Like, but I would say the average Joe doesn't just think about that shit. Like, the average black person, I would say, wouldn't think about that because we're all, we're thinking about just trying to survive. That's how like shitty of a situation we're in. We're trying to survive in America with all of these odds against us. To put it very, very, very um, simplistically. Um, And so we're just trying to get our kids in school so we can make a livable 
like not even livable. Like a lot of the times the wages that we're making are not livable. We're trying to make ends meet. So we're putting our children away in these schools and we're feeding them what we can. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of what we can do, what we're allotted to do. And I want to emphasize that language because inherently black people are not you know what I mean? Like, inherently, we're not poor. Inherently, we're not trying to just make it pass through another day or nothing like that. It's just what we're allotted to do in America. And um, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, it's just really, really, really fucking sad that all of these systems are against us. Like, okay, so let's trying to go back to what I was saying before about the education system and the discrepancy in white and black schools. They try not to make the distinction... (laughs) They try not to make the distinction in my education courses between white or black schools, but you can tell what schools are in what areas based on the poverty level. Now... In the, let's just say, wealthy slash synonymous with white schools in America, there's a surplus of technology. They don't have books that are falling apart. They don't have, you know, to share books and they have good lunches and they have field trips and different learning opportunities and things like that. Now, when you go into a poverty inflicted slash black neighborhood, they have like I remember being in grammar school and having torn up books all our books were recycled I remember being well until I moved into uh, a grammar school in a more affluent neighborhood or whatever but like we had to Xerox pages from our books a lot of the times because there weren't enough books to go around We didn't have many field trips at all, and if it was a field trip, it was free because it was like to the Brookfield Zoo, like, what are we learning there? Um, We didn't have many learning opportunities because the funding in our schools were purposely, um, you know, low. Um, There's this thing, I can't remember the exact name, but property taxes or some shit. The higher the property tax is in an area, i.e., People who have higher property taxes have more income because they have higher costing homes, have more affluent schools. People who live in poverty-inflicted areas have less flourishing schools because they can't afford to have higher property homes, i.e. the taxes would be lower, and it's just a lot less revenue coming into those neighborhoods. It's a really vicious cycle. It's like, if you're poor, you're you're damn near damned to be in that position for your entire life. Your generations to come will have that poverty, etc., etc., unless you so-called break the chain. But even still, if you go, let's say, like, no black person is exempt in the system. There's a lyric in Kanye's song that says, even if you still something, you still a nigga in a coop. I I don't know. The premise was, even if you still got money, even if you're well-educated, even if you are well-respected by your black peers and everything, you still a nigga in a coop. Like, society is still going to view you that way. You're not going to be exempt from oppression, racism, um, any of that shit, period. You may not be poor, but you're going to be oppressed in some other way, even if you are an affluent black person. Like, it doesn't matter. 
America allots blackness to be impoverished, like I said, undereducated, malnourished. <sighs> Excuse me, guys. I'm so tired. Um, and it's just like, it's a really fucked situation. Um, where was I going with this? Anyway, that's why the education system is trash. I have a memory problem because of an accident that I had my freshman year. I'll go into that on another podcast episode, but I really do try to keep up with what the fuck I'm saying, so it does get a little frustrating sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that with that. Um, now, as far as... I want to go back to what I touched on earlier, the black woman's womb, or I guess I could say the black female's womb. The black person who's has ovaries womb um, is under attack. Before a black woman, a black female has, like, gives birth to their child, I can at least speak from a personal experience, and I can't speak for a global experience, I suppose, because I don't know how everyone feels. I can't feel everyone's sentiments, but I can just assume given all of like given our context I can assume how someone would think about having a child in this society now I know that a lot of people don't think like this and it's because they don't they just don't see the bigger picture right but I know that there are some people who do um and me in particular I have fear of giving birth to a black child um one, if I have a black male, if I have a black boy, he's gonna be under. He's gonna be a target. Excuse me. A target from the day he is conceived, whether he is cisgender or not, he will be a target. He, she will be a target. Not he, she. I'm not calling my child a he, she. I'm saying. He slash she will be a target. I just had to clarify that. I'm not trying to be ignorant in my speech. I'm very particular about things like that. Now, my child will be a target. And what I mean by that, if he's driving down the street, he's bound to be pulled over by a cop, not because he's over the speed limit, not because he has any searchable cause for concern but because he's a black man and he's more prone to police violence they see black bodies in general as a threat we as a black people represent weapons just because of the color of our skin in America like I could literally be walking down the street and I'm going to say this very particularly somewhere where I don't belong, like a white neighborhood. And the reason I say somewhere where I don't belong is because Chicago is very, very segregated. America in general is very segregated, but I can say in particular within my context, because I don't live anywhere else. Chicago is super segregated. So if you go into a predominantly white neighborhood, you're going to be looked at like, why the is she here? Why the fuck 
is he here? And there are going to be more eyes on you than there would be in any other instance. So you're driving through an affluent white neighborhood. You're going to get pulled over because that's not your place. Like the police are designed. Oh, man, I could go into a whole spiel about policemen. And I think I will on another podcast episode. But the police are designed to keep the order in place. Point blank period. I don't think anybody could agree more with that statement. The order in America is racism. So you are, your job is literally to keep racism in place as a police. And you can't really argue that. You can't. You cannot argue that with me at all, period. Maybe it's oversimplifying it, but I really don't think it is. I really can't find another argument for that. Um, So fuck the police. Period. Forever. Fuck the police. (laughs) Fuck people who want to be police because you're not thinking about what the fuck you're doing. You're perpetuating a system. That's a whole nother podcast. I'm not even going to get myself worked up about that. Anyway, you're going to get policed more heavily as a black person. You're more prone to police violence, death. (sighs) Excuse me, guys. And it's like, I really have to have this debate with myself. Like, why would I, what plausible reason would I have to want to give birth to a black child? Now there's power in numbers. And I think about that too, because it's like, okay, the more black children we have, the more outnumbered the white hierarchy will be. But man, oh man, I mean, that's a very optimistic way to think of it. And perhaps it is a good way to think of it. But you have to always keep in mind that it's not the people in particular that Let me see how I can put this. People perpetuate a system. So a, uh, a system wouldn't per, um, persist or exist without people perpetuating it. And a system really works when people perpetuate a system unknowingly. So whatever. What I'm trying to say, though, is that... It isn't the mass amount of people that we should be worried about it should be the people who are pulling the strings because people will think whatever the sh- the system allots for them to think period like the mass amount of people that's what I'm trying to say will think what the system allots that the system allots racism right now so everybody's gonna be racist in America because America was built on racism um, so it's like, okay, you can produce more black, oh, oh, saying black bodies really upsets me, but that's really what it is. We can produce more black bodies in America. Um, but I also think it, which would give us more numeric power, um, theoretically, but it would also make more people to be a target um, in America. Um, oh, there's so much I want to say, but I want to keep this podcast particular to what it means to be a black woman in America. And so that's why, like, 
it's so hard for me to want to have children. Like, everyone I've dated is like, oh, I want kids, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then I have to have the conversation with them, like, why? Why would you want that? Why? Specifically, to have a black boy slash man in America is probably the most stressful, heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching like situation to be in because of all the things I mentioned. And to have a black child in America in general is gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, heartbreaking because of all the things that I've mentioned. And so I don't understand why. I mean, I understand why. I really do. I'm not going to say I don't understand why, but I would encourage people to just think about that choice more often. Um, I don't know. To be a black woman in America for me feels like constantly trying to define myself, constantly trying to defend and define myself. Like, as a black person in America, you always have to be like, I'm not that kind of black person. I'm not this kind of black person. And then you get that from your black peers as well as your non-black peers. Like, there's everybody trying to tell you what type of black person you should be. Like, as if as if we don't exist as people alone, we exist as black people. And that's something I want to touch on, too, real quick before I wrap this up. I didn't, and I've seen this in a lot of narratives. This is why I say that this is a universal thing, but I don't know. I don't know. I could just say from the literature that I've read, from the people that I've met, this is a common theme that I've noticed. I didn't know I was black until... I've seen that in great writers like Zora Neale Hurston, James Baldwin, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Lots of literaries, lots of black literaries have said that statement. I didn't know I was black until... For me, I didn't know I was black until I went to the university that I went to. I'd always gone to predominantly black schools, so I was just a person there. I was a person there. I was a fully like whole person there when I got to college I became a black person and I explained to you all earlier how context impacts what that means and so that's what I was in my university and so it was like oh shit, like now I'm surrounded by all these non-black people, like how am I supposed to act? So when I first got to college, I was very like super, I'm black bitch type shit because my roommate was white. Um, My quad mates, one of them was white, one of them was Dominican, so black, whatever. Um, But the person that I lived with most closely was white. And so I had to really like figure out, okay, Now I'm black. Now I'm a human slash black human in context with a white person slash person. Totally different. I had to explain a lot to her. And this isn't a drag on her because I love her. Like, she's one of my closest friends. This isn't a drag on her. But this is just saying, like, when I put on my bonnet, she's like, what's that? 
When I ate certain things, it's what's that? When I say certain things, it's what's that? Like I was a foreign entity to her. And that was just a paradigm of society as a whole. When you enter into a space, like I said, where you're not the dominant group or you're not the status quo or whatever the fuck, you are a target. A target, whether it be... It's a it's an oppressive target. A target for questioning. And then all the other shit that I said. Malnourishment, educa- poor education, poverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even in the collegiate context, you're still a target. Like, that's what I mean by, like, even if you're still a whatever the fuck, you're still a nigga in a coop, you're always going to be seen as a black person somewhere. Always. You can't escape that. Not even a black person. Well, I'm going to say black person slash nigga um, and not just a person. And that's not to erase. Like, I'm not one of those kumbaya bitches like, oh, we're all people. Yeah, yeah, hell no. Race is definitely important within the context of America. I'm proud to be a black person, but also it's, man, it's a lot to say. It's a lot to say. I'm proud to be a black person because what are you saying within the context of America? What I will say is that we've overcome so much and we continue to persist and we continue to persevere through everything. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of how we can make something out of nothing. I'm proud of how our culture continues to thrive and people continue, though people continue to steal our culture, it continues to thrive. I'm proud of that. But I'm not proud of living in America, period. I'm not proud of this context, I guess I could say. That's a, ooh, ooh, bitch, you're so smart, Jesus. I'm so smart. I'm not proud of this context. I'm proud to be a black person but I'm not proud of this context. Mm. So yeah, I think that's all I want to say for this podcast episode. I would love, absolutely love, love, love to talk with you guys more about this. Um, You guys can comment directly. If you have the Anchor app, we can have like a little vocal conversation. Um, If you're hearing this and you have a Twitter, I have a Twitter handle. It's uh, IJF wk <laughs> i just want to fucking know it's the initials of that um it's a little rose icon or whatever and yeah like let's keep this conversation going um make sure to share this with all your homies open up you know more conversation for some shit um conversation oh my goodness conversation communication is so 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 important in any context so especially in this context and I just want to hear what you guys feel and how you guys are thinking about things and what your perspective is on the whole shebang um so yeah um thanks for listening hopefully you come back for the next episode of I just want to fucking know with your host Nature Valley bye-bye